The Urban Political is looking for new members of its editorial collective. If you're interested, please contact us via our website, urbanpolitical.online. This is the Urban Political. The podcast on urban theory, research and activism. Hello, my name is Florian Peters. I'm a researcher at the Collaborative Research Center Structural Change of Property at the Universities of Jena and Erfurt in Germany. And I am glad to uh, have an interview today with um, uh, one guest from Poland, Beata Siemieniako. Uh, she is a lawyer and housing rights activist from Warsaw in Poland. And um, she will tell us about reprivatization and the restitution of, of housing property in post-socialist Poland. She has also uh, written a great book about that, which is titled Reprivatizations Polska Historia Velkiego Przekrętu in Polish, and uh, this would be Reprivatizing Poland, a history of a great scam, which was published with Krytyka Polityczna in Warsaw. And uh, she's actually uh, focusing um, in her book, but also in her practical work as a lawyer and uh, activist, or the mechanisms of property restitution in Poland uh, since uh, 1989, or rather the um, absence of any regulated mechanisms in this field. And um, as this is a field um, which is like really uh, impacting a lot of um, uh, fields of social uh, social uh, inequality and so on, uh, housing question being a big topic also in other European countries, I'm really um, um, interested in, in learning about uh, her experiences from, from Warsaw. So so um, maybe, Beata, um, could you tell us um, what is actually the problem with privatization or restitution of housing property in uh, Poland and Warsaw specifically? Uh, hello, Florian. It's uh, very nice to, uh, uh, that you invited me. So the problem with reprivatization uh, is that it is. There is this process and this process is ongoing. Some people say that the problem is that we have no uh, complex general uh, legal act that would regulate uh, reprivatization. But in my opinion, if like sometimes when people don't know what how how to deal with one social problem, they say, "Oh, we need to regulate this uh, re uh, legally." But the first thing you have to ask, uh, we have to ask ourselves. Uh, our, ourselves is how we are gonna to regulate this social problem which is very complex and uh, so yes I think that the main problem with reprivatization is the whole concept why we should reprivatize why we should uh, restitute properties why we should travel in time and uh, come back to uh, ownership uh, to, to relationships uh, between owners and tenants that existed before the Second World War, because restoring this order seems just crazy. And I think that reprivatization is something, uh, something like that, reversing time, and it doesn't make uh, too much sense. Yeah. 
Uh, great. That, that is really intriguing because um, we are also thinking in our research pretty much about this temporal dimension of property and the structures and the legal and social um, uh, yeah, networks and relationships which are, which are um, around, uh, developing around property and are also shaped by, by property. Um, maybe we come, come back to that uh, uh, in a minute. But let me first ask you again, um, what is like, which are the social groups are the, the groups of actors actually involved in this in these conflicts which uh, which are um, are coming up uh, because of this restitution question uh, so so who is actually um, uh, whose interests are clashing against each other in these in this conflict so uh, firstly uh, at the beginning in 1989 um, the main actors were former owners or their children grandchildren and politicians uh, Reprivatization and property restitution um, was uh, seen at that time as a part of the communization process, very crucial uh, and very important to um, restore um, the right hierarchy of values. And in this hierarchy, uh, property was really important and ownership was really important. So at the beginning there were owners against, let's say, against the state. Uh, then uh, some people realized that it's not only about the owners uh, and the state, former owners and the state. There are also in the buildings that are restituted, uh, uh, there are schools people live there, we have museums, we have public hospitals. So slowly, very slowly, we started to realize that it's the conflict not only between owners and the state, but also between many other actors. Uh, in the 90s and at the beginning of, uh, I, I think in 2008, uh, nine, some tenants associations uh, were founded, mostly by elderly people. One of them was uh, Yolanta Brzeska, an activist. Uh, she was over 60 when she was killed um, by unknown perpetrators. Uh, until now this case is not solved. She was found burned in Warsaw in the forest and she was fighting against her eviction, against uh, higher rents. Um, so these uh, tenants associations, uh, represented very often by anarchists, uh, started to, find, uh, uh, to fight against the owners represented by professional lawyers. So you can easily imagine who was more powerful then. Um, the scandal about privatization didn't start when uh, people like Yolanta Brzeska were evicted because nobody cared at that time about elderly people, poorer uh, citizens. Uh, nobody cared about public hospitals that are evicted because it was so important to give the properties back. Uh, the scandal started in 2017, so we can see how, how uh, long it took to realize how serious problem we deal with. And the scandal started because the president of Warsaw Bar Association, along with some public officials, public figures, um, took part in so-called wild reprivatization. Because there was no legal act that regulated this area, we uh, had to uh, base um, on the acts that were released after the Second World War 
and it was um, it was shaping the chaos so um, thanks to lawyers courts judgments uh, reprivatization was um, and is an ongoing process and uh, now many politicians are other actors that are very strongly involved the party who did the most and actually is a political winner um, according because of its engagement uh, into um, reprivatization stuff and protecting tenants is law and justice um, when this scandal uh, erupted uh, law and justice was um, enforced and could accuse uh, previous uh, previous parties that they didn't do enough to uh, to protect tenants, to protect uh, public uh, property, and so on. So they started to run a committee that, uh, which uh, aim was to verify all those scandalous cases. And um, of course, they uh, um, promised to uh, attempt to to to, um, uh, to 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 give a complex legal act that would regulate this. But until now, we we don't have one. And of course, uh, one more group of actors are international groups, uh, international uh, associations, mainly Jewish. Um, who um, fight for including them into this process. And all I, I think that all of the attempts to regulate uh, reprivatization in Poland excluded people from abroad. Um, yeah, um, th that, that's really an interesting uh, field you, you present and a broad, uh, broad picture of, of uh, different actors like struggling, uh, struggling with these problems and taking, trying to pursue their, their interests mainly. Um, I, I would be interested in actually what, what is the social consequences of, this, of these struggles. Um, so so what, what is happening to the people living in these, in these, um, in these housing and, and, and how, how do they react and how, how do you uh, together with others uh, try to support them in their, in their struggle? Uh, so the main problem is always with people who live in the buildings because okay you can evict the museum uh, the museum or the hospital but no nobody is hurt nobody is killed <laughs> like you want to just kind of, it, it it just has to uh, find another uh, uh, another uh, headquarters but um, so people who used to live in the buildings who live uh, in the buildings that are um, reprivatized they several years ago sometimes tens of years ago they signed a contract with the state that they are tenants they can live there and after 50 years sometimes uh, they are transferred by the state to to the hands of the private owner and private tenancy is totally different than public tenancy if you're a public uh, like you are a tenant that lives in a public uh, house um, like mm, mm, the house that belongs to, to Gmina to the state uh, you have fixed rent you cannot be evicted easily and uh, you have your rights um, uh, is something totally different if you are uh, on the private market because your rent ha can have no limits so um, 
you can imagine how can one feel uh, if after several years maybe in your uh, when you when you're 70 year old you realize that uh, the state just left you alone they promised you something they signed a contract and they left this contract they transferred this contract to uh, a totally different subject so um, this is the beginning of the catastrophe so higher rents fear that you are going to be evicted fear that you're going to be a home to be homeless because you don't know where to go you're not able to afford to 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 live on the free market to to rent a house on the free market uh, so um, this is one uh, mm, and those are these are uh, consequences uh, but on the other uh, hand you had serious consequences connected with uh, the whole process of eviction that sometimes because sometimes owners that mm, uh, gained uh, that possessed these buildings sometimes they use uh, they used legal methods but sometimes illegal methods those illegal methods legal are hiring uh, um, uh, the rent uh, illegal evictions but illegal uh, actions are for instance destroying your corridor cutting off your water cutting off your electricity um, throwing some rubbish in front of your door that you're not able to open it when you're uh, going outside um, there were various uh, methods to threat the uh, tenants to encourage them uh, we can say uh, to leave the house as quickly as they possible. So after Yolanta Brzeska was killed, uh, you can imagine how other uh, tenants could uh, feel because they knew that they are left alone. Politicians are not interested in their topics. Media are not interested in some poor people that have problem to pay their rents. Um, this topic wasn't uh, important wasn't uh, the uh, subject of the public debate so you're all left alone and you know that one of your friend that is over 70 was killed so you can be killed too if you fight for your rights it was a real disaster and i think it's a something what says really uh, something really said about about our society because we didn't uh, care for these weaker um, people and then we all pay a price for it. Of course, the, their price was the highest one, but uh, yeah, it's still a, a disaster and I think it, it, it says a lot about our morality and our social solidarity. Uh, yeah, that's that's great. It, 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 I mean, that's that's not great actually. Uh, to the the picture you pe uh, you you present of of society, which is more uh, um, more committed actually to to property claims from from let's say seventy years ago than than to the social social um, justice nowadays and to the to the real life of people who have to have to live in uh, have to make their living somehow. Um, but but could you tell tell us one or two um, sentences about um, about the people who, who are like trying to, uh, like you, who are like trying to, to uh, campaign?
campaign against that and, and, and what are your ideas to um, to solve this problem actually uh, to be because as you said I mean this is uh, there, there is a certain potential of scandalizing this seeing this uh, this uh, this wild uh, rivalization as a as a scandal uh, in a moral sense also from mainly right-wing um, politicians um, but is there any uh, let's say more more progressive idea how to how to um, how to um, uh, deal with these uh, complicated issues uh, so uh, my aim is to persuade people that we don't have a problem with wild reprivatization um, wild reprivatization is uh, Reprivatization that is made with uh, forged documents by mafia uh, who, who that played its role in this process. Um, while reprivatization is also um, uh, was also buying claims to buildings that uh, uh, were worth millions of zlotys, but the claims were bought for 500 zlotys, for instance. So. We have some scandalous cases, of course. Um, claims were sold. Um, there were some. Co there was corruption. There were forged documents. But my aim is to persuade that reprivatization itself is something really unjust and immoral, because of course you can say that uh, expropriations that happened some tens years of uh, tens of years ago uh, weren't just I actually is not it's not the point some people can say okay they were just some people can say no it wasn't fair but the thing is should we replace something uh, that was unjust as you said uh, 50 years ago with new with, with new injustice <laughs> uh, and I think that it's unfair because today we all pay for what was done so long time ago we pay because all compensations all billions of zlotys that we are we, we we are paying now they come from our taxes it's something for we, we could improve our healthcare system we could um mm, uh, we could focus more on education uh, uh, on psychiatry uh, for children and so on but we prefer to pay compensation for people who didn't actually experience any harm. Their grandparents maybe did, but it's only about restoring some uh, property uh, relations that existed very long time ago. And actually it's a, conf it's a class conflict also, because we pay for a very small people, because we know that these properties were concentrated in the hands of very uh, narrow uh, percentage of people and now we all pay for that uh, so it's kind of uh, restoring this uh, uh, relationship between nobility and peasantry where we all have to pay for a very small group of people so, so, so would you say reprivatization shouldn't um, take place at all? Um, because uh, tennis organizations also they campaign for a, for a more just uh, law on on uh, regulating this this uh, reprivatization. So, so how how could such a regulation look like actually in order to to balance these different claims to justice claims to justice which come from the past in the one case and which are more synchronic in in our our time? Is there any idea to how to how to um, yeah? How to balance these different claims actually 
Um, so there are various uh, ideas how to solve this problem. Usually we uh, say, usually um, there is a proposition that instead of property restitution, we should compensate it. And maybe not in the full price, but uh, only in a small percentage, like 30% of the value. But then you have to ask yourself, what's the value of the property? Because if you look back uh, to 1944, when all Warsaw was um, uh, destroyed in 85%, sometimes in 100%, uh, where the Jewish ghetto was, and it was a planned destruction made by uh, uh, Germans, you uh, think, what was the value of that property at that time? It had so much rubble on it, so much uh, blood, so much, uh, and, and we uh, as a society rebuilt this city with our hands, and then you have to give the property that is already rebuilt in 2023 or compensate in the value that it has today. So maybe we should value, uh, we should estimate how much it was worth at that time. So it's not so easy to say what value it should be taken. That's the, the first question, that's the first option to, to, to compensate. But I'm, uh, I'm skeptical about it and I think that all claims should be just expired. We should just close it, and we just we, we we have to say the time is going on, and we cannot uh, go back to something. We cannot travel in time. We have to we have to stop it because if, if you want to travel in time and see what harms can be done, okay, wh why we are thinking only about nobility and their harm, like uh, peasantry, for instance, at the beginning of the fifties. Uh, they, they were forced by communists to sell their farm products uh, for 50% of the real price. So maybe we should compensate that as well. Or maybe we should compensate women that couldn't vote uh, at some time ago. Like what, what kind of uh, and other harms? And it's all about like we, we can compensate, but it's still about uh, paying our money to some of us because compensation is made from our taxes so yeah yeah of course I mean there is an idea by law of law and justice of course of where to get the money from because uh, this traveling back in time can be also be done on on, on the national level of course and uh, there's the idea to to uh, get reparations from Germany in order to pay for all that but that's that's maybe maybe um, a comment from from the historians point of view uh, I definitely uh, see your point uh, that it's maybe maybe really impossible actually to to travel back in time and to to reconstitute uh, justice by rebuilding re actually legal relationships um, from 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 the past um, but what about uh, regulating the the private tenancy um, market because I mean if, if just in case uh, if uh, housing is, is privatized in the one way or the other I mean it, it doesn't necessarily um, must um, include restitution and, and uh, previous uh, owners claims but uh, I mean the city can also um, could also like like simply sell uh, <laughs> or has has also uh, also to as far as I know in many cases sold quite a lot of um, uh, flats to private owners so so wouldn't also uh, regulating private tenancy market uh, part of a solution at least sure I think that uh, reprivatization process only 
showed that we have a problem with private market, but uh, as you said, uh, those issues are not only because of the reprivatization. Uh, for instance, uh, now we uh, face uh, many uh, a serious uh, problem with um, private market because of people, uh, refugees from Ukraine who are fleeing uh, to Poland. They uh, and and you can uh, do you know that some rents doubled from last year, uh, and it's so difficult to find your uh, flat. Um, minimal wage that is now in Poland is not enough to cover one uh, uh, one room uh, apartment. So we are in a real housing crisis and I'm pretty sure that it's the right moment, the final moment to regulate private markets. So the first thing is uh, for sure uh, to um, fix the rents. Uh, to um, uh, bring some limitations uh, with hiring the rents. But the second thing uh, I think is very important is to um, stop the process of buying apartments as an investment. If you do the first part of this reform that we are now uh, talking about, uh, so you, 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 um, politi if politicians would um, uh, make renting an apartment as less, uh, um, uh, bringing less uh, uh, money for uh, the owners, uh, then people will stop buying apartments just as an investment. Um, if you have no profit, you, you have no point, there, there's no point to buy uh, an additional apartment. So uh, I think it's important uh, and, uh, because uh, we have over a million of flats that are empty now and people, uh, at the same time, people uh, live in uh, overcrowded flats. So. We have to do something with this and we have to fight uh, for the right to appropriate housing and uh, to, mm, to, to stop treating houses as uh, investment. Yeah, as a commodity, yeah, but as rather seeing it as a, as a, as a right uh, which simply belongs to the people. Thanks so much, Beata. Thank you, Florian, for having me. For more information, visit our website urbanpolitical.podigy.io. Please subscribe and follow us on Twitter.